ghost research in real life welcome to the podcast today guys my name is cub cooker welcome to the cub cooker supernatural podcast today we're going to be talking about ghost research in real life what is it is it something you want to do is it something you don't want to do and is it really as weird and mystical as we want to believe or is there maybe some practical application behind understanding the pseudosciences of ghost research. That's what we're going to talk about today. And as always, we welcome everyone from every walk of life, every race, religion, orientation. We don't care where you do or don't go to church, who you're married to. We don't care the color of your skin as long as you're here in love and light and you're willing to have an open mind and discuss these concepts of faith, spirituality, and especially this month, the paranormal, all of which make up the supernatural life that we all live. That's why this podcast has gotten to be so popular among all of our viewers and listeners all around the world. We are uh, well over a quarter million strong now, approaching the half million strong in our community, and I'm so thankful to each and every one of you. So as we get going today, uh, if you've never joined the podcast, my name is Jacob Cooker, but you can call me Cub. Um, we talk about all of this stuff from different angles and specifically with an esoteric understanding. Now, what does that mean? That means that I look at everything not just for the data, not just for the research, uh, not just because it's cool or fun to talk about, but I look at it for what is the life lesson every single day, twice a day. We do this podcast, we come together as a community, and I want us all to leave, including myself, selfishly here, I want us all to leave with a better understanding of the world we live in and what our role is in it, so that we can start to combine all of these understandings and actually make the world a better place for the next generation. Um, that's the whole goal, right? And uh, that's something I believe in deeply. And as this thing grows, we're going to have all kinds of cool things. I expect we'll have partnerships with different missions, different uh, world organizations to better our planet, stuff like that. You know, doing the work, right? And so just jumping right in, we talked about the four types of yoga this morning. And you may be going, wait a minute, I thought you were going to talk about ghost hunting here. Yeah, trust me, if you guys have never listened before, uh, this is it's a trip when you go through this with us because... Uh, we're not like a normal show where we're just like looking at the spectacle of it again. It's like, what is that on the underneath under the surface, that esoteric understanding that can actually better our lives. That's what's important. Um, Annie Logan says one of my favorite paranormal investigators is CJ Faison. Uh, he's just a normal dude. Uh, funny. Uh, okay, cool. I will check him out. Annie, thank you very much. 3EM, thank you for being here. Uh, 3EM says, thank you for sharing your light. You bet. Absolutely. That's what I'm here to do, guys. I mean, we get we get comments all the time, and that's one thing I want to talk about today is uh, there's always going to be warnings against this stuff. Um, I believe we are protected in God's love and light when we approach everything with a genuine curiosity, a genuine uh, love to learn more and understand. Um, and we do that in the wrapping of his protection, the truth, the spirit and the life. Um, and now obviously be wise, be smart with this. 
Um, and, uh, you know, for me, I'm not one that goes into a dark building after dark and tries to talk with, uh, an entity, a spirit or whatever. That's just not my thing. Uh, I do find it fascinating the the science or the pseudoscience, whatever you want to call it, behind this. Uh, you know, anything that's not accepted mainstream is called pseudo uh, until maybe a hundred years later when it's now actually the science. So uh, that's just kind of a you know a tip there. What's the difference between a conspiracy theory uh, and the news? Uh, well, about six to eight months, right? You know, so that's uh, that's kind of how I approach things on here now. I do want to talk about the history of ghost hunting here, but real quick, the four types of yoga are the karma yoga, the bhakti yoga, the kriya yoga, and the gana yoga, or nana yoga. Um, and really, all of these are our our thoughts, our actions, our emotions, and our energies. Those are the only technologies you need to start exploring faith, spirituality, and the paranormal. If you enter this with those yogas, those yogas are the unities, the unities of the life that we live. Uh, they are the uniting of. And if you enter understanding that, that's going to change the game for you as we embark upon these studies in the future. Because again, it's not just about what can I learn. It's about how can I grow. And that's how I do everything on this channel. Absolutely everything. Um, let's see. Uh, R.I.V. says, ghosts are as real as your silly sky daddy. Hey, you know what? You can live in that world, man. I don't want to live in that world. So uh, you are more than entitled to your opinion. But again, as I said at the beginning of this, uh, enter here with love and light or move on. So uh, that's that's what we say here. You're welcome here. Uh, but when you throw other things, which I won't read the rest of your comments, but, uh, you know, those are the things. That's when when we go into this research with those attitudes or the attitude that like, you know, uh, I'm a human and I can I can conquer this place and it's just a ghost or whatever, like you know, we have to understand that we're mortal, right? And these, these entities are immortal, uh, because we're immortal too, but, but our bodies are mortal. Um, and so that's why I'm a big fan of approaching all of this and love, light, openness, but also through these four yogas, through your thoughts, your actions, your emotions, and your energies. Now, how does that work? Uh, Riv Gold, if you listen to the very beginning of this, that's what I talk about. I'm pretty skeptical on all of this. So that's why we go through this the way we do. I'm going to share the data, but I'm looking at an esoteric understanding of this. And you're welcome. You are welcome here. Uh, I am very skeptical. I don't, I don't blindly believe anything. I believe God because I've experienced him over and over and over and over in my life. Um, he has, you know, more than proven his uh, value to me, his, uh, divinity to me, his, um, his oneness to me. So I certainly, uh, I certainly approach this with that. Now, this is not an inherently religious channel. Um, and by the way, you're about to get kicked off, dude, if you keep dropping stuff like that. Seriously, I just don't, we have moderators in here and they'll kick you out. So, um, be respectful or get out of town, man. 
Um, so ghost hunting, uh, that's why, you know, I do these live guys, people like this, that's why we'll quit doing the live. I'll just pre-record these and push them out. So, um, anyway, um, boom, gone. He said, good, kick me off, do it. Peace. Get out of here. Uh, they're just dropping all kinds of trash in the comments. So. You know, again, guys, that's I do these live to try to serve the community. Um, I don't have to do them live. I can show up here and do them just as much without doing them live and having the conversations. And so that's why we have moderators. I appreciate you guys being here. Uh, I know they're getting me riled up today, but uh, this is hard for me to talk about. This this is a sensitive subject. I was always told as a kid, do not approach this. Don't talk about ghosts. Don't talk to spirits. Don't do divination. None of that. Like you know, stay away from all of that. And so as I approach this, it is with kind of a, a breath of skepticism, but also a little bit of hesitancy. Um, uh, and the reason is again, I was just ingrained with like, don't touch this. Well, I'm fascinated with the paranormal. I'm fascinated with supernatural and spirituality. I can't help myself. Like uh, this is who I am. And so that's why this channel works. That's why I keep doing what I'm doing. Um, and then you get jokers like that that just want to come in here. And it's all the same spirit. You know, it's all the same person, the accuser. It is all the Satan. Uh, we talk about the multiple Satans on here. And people are worried about these things. It's these things that you got to worry about because they're in your friend group. They're in your friend groups. They're in your families. Um, that's... The accuser, that's the, uh, the Satan that you hear about all the time in, in the biblical texts and spiritual texts, anything that's the accuser that comes at you and just wants to watch the world burn. Uh, and I, and I hate that. I, it, it breaks my heart. And so I do, I'm allergic to it guys. And I'm going to, I'm going to crack down on it even more. Uh, I don't like drama, but we're just not going to stand for that. It's love and light here or you're gone. And that's it. So I don't care anything else about your life. If you're not going to approach this with openness and love and light, uh, then you're just not going to be here. So uh, Colossus says, I'm not going to lie. I used to be like him. Hey, and absolutely. And that's why I try to give people a chance. Um, I'm just not going to stand for it today. You know, there's been days on here where um, we'll let that go on the whole time. But if it's starting to distract the host, that's a problem. So um Getting back to the ghost hunting, sorry to sidetrack guys, but, but that actually plays into what I'm talking about today is I've been afraid of this my entire life told, don't go, don't go near it. You know, there's demonic entities. That's all they are. You know, all that is, is ignorance. Ignorance is the one thing that will keep us all from the light is ignorance. Now there's ignorance in every faith tradition or non-faith tradition there's ignorance in every person every friend group it doesn't matter um and so being educated on these things is is very very important and that's why i bring this content here because i find it fascinating and uh, we cannot approach that which we don't understand or at least have a healthy respect for with some data and knowledge of it um, absolutely a test of patience. Yes, Annie, thank you very much. Colossus says, uh, but I came across your page before and it really resonated with me. Thank you very much, Colossus. I appreciate that. And we'll probably unblock that person because I always hate to like limit 
anybody from being able to communicate with this community. But again, at the same time, this is hard work we're doing here and there's, there's things that do hinder that. And so we have to be prudent and we've got to, you know, that doesn't bless the TikTok community or the Facebook community or the YouTube. It just doesn't bless them when there's, you know, that much disturbance in the comment section because they don't just do it here. They do it everywhere. And so, uh, you know, we have to protect what we're doing and we have to protect these platforms. That's part of the agreement, the co-agreement when we create on these platforms. I'm not doing anything hateful. I'm not doing anything against anyone else. Um, we are approaching all of this with an I don't know attitude, which is the best uh, the best approach. Colossus says firm but fair. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and we gave, him, we gave him a chance and a warning. So um, ghost hunting is the process of investigating locations that are reported to be haunted by ghosts. Typically, a ghost hunting team will attempt to collect evidence supporting the existence of paranormal activity. Now, typically, a ghost hunting team will attempt to collect evidence supporting. I'm a big fan of neutral, like neutral evidence. Like, we're either disproving or proving or we're just going to take the data and add it up. Now, what happens when you do that? is you end up with a really interesting I don't know attitude because you find data that proves and disproves. And I love that about the scientific method, test everything. Uh, the Bible even says test every spirit, okay? Test every spirit. Well, what does that mean? Are we supposed to like give them a written test, you know, like we get in school? No. You know, it, it, every spirit that you get, every friend that comes into your circle, every comment you get, uh, test it. How do you test it? Well, God, that takes a lot of thought power. It's about the balancing of these yogas in your life. And again, I'm, I'm not a yoga expert, but I'm getting into it now. And so I'm, I'm a little obsessed with it and I may talk about it a lot, but the idea of your mind, your actions, your, your emotions and your energies all collaborating where you have instinctual guidance and you can hear from the father a lot easier. And a lot of people are trying to come, you know, we had somebody earlier coming at me with the Holy Spirit told me this about you, you're evil, you're doing Satan's work, you know, and then you get people in the comments like we just had. And, and it's like, that's really that that's what, you know, Satan's work is not to try to pretend, um, you know, like to just lead people astray. It's, it's accusations. That's really what it is. It's the accuser. Um, and so, you know, if you look in Job, when Satan is standing before God and before Yahweh, um, you know, the Satan is like, oh, you know, what about Job over here? You know, I can see him, you know, kind of picking his fingernails. Hey, what about, uh, you know, him? Have you considered my servant? You know, and then Yahweh is saying, and it's almost like Yahweh and, and Satan are like in cahoots here. Uh, a lot of people interpret that story as God and Satan. I interpret it as God, Satan, uh, and Yahweh. Yahweh being an entity that is uh, managing the earth and the earth's resources uh, and, and becoming the God of the earth and playing the role of the Satan on the earth. Um, and I find, is Lucifer Satan? Lucifer is is a little bit different. Uh, I'm going to do a series on Lucifer. There's There's a lot to back up that Lucifer... Um, was a brother of Christ. There's a lot to back up that Lucifer is Christ. And you may go, wait a minute, blasphemy. 
again, understanding the mythologies, Lucifer is the light bringer. Oh, how far you have fallen, the bright morning star. Um, well, that makes a lot of sense, especially if you're looking from like the point of view of he had to fall from the heavens, just like the fallen angels to come and save humanity from the reign of the old gods or the fallen angels. Um, and that, that's a whole different mindset to get in there. And again, that's like a whole, whole can of worms. Um, and so I won't get too much into that. Um, so yeah. And Lucifer is, uh, the bringer of light, the morning star. So yeah. And that's also what Christ is, uh, called. So that's what's, it's, it's really interesting when you look into those mythologies and look at the original translations, because what you've been told on paper and in modern popular theology is not necessarily what the original intent was. And that's why we always go back, try to find the original intent. And when we do that, sometimes that disagrees with or uh, causes issues with our modern theology. And that's just, uh, yeah, Robert, uh, no, no worries, brother, no worries. Uh, Jesus was called the morning star in Revelation. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's uh, interesting. Also in Revelation, the description of the beast is exactly the description of Yahweh. Exactly from the Old Testament. Uh, and I've got data to back that up. I'll, I'm, we're going to do a whole other series on that. But uh, it's like Yahweh is that dragon. And, and it's it's pretty crazy um, when you look at that. So with all of that in mind, with all of that in mind, how do we approach ghost hunting? Well, we approach it with that I don't know attitude. And for me, I want to be safe. I don't want demons. I don't want, you know, any of that stuff. But again, that's coming from a place of fear. And one thing we talk about on this channel all the time is only love is real. Crush everything else based in ignorance and fear. That's an MC Yogi quote, which is an Eastern mysticism uh, mindset. So only love is real. When you approach things with that heart energy, and again, combining these four yogas, the mindset and the thoughts, the actions, what you're actually doing, your energy of your heart, which is your emotion, your emotional projections of love and gratitude. And then the Kriya Yoga is the, the actual energies. And the way I interpret these, just for me, approaching... Whether you're looking into ghosts, we're talking about ghost hunting today specifically, but whether it's ghost hunting or extraterrestrial or whatever it is, uh, to approach it with all four of these in balance to the best of your ability. Because if you just go into it for selfish reasons, that's when people have bad experiences with this. From, from the research I've done, I can't prove that, but I'm just saying from the research I've done, watching TV shows, stuff like that. Um, you know, people have been put in compromising positions with this. And so to combine and unify your thoughts, your actions, your emotions, and your energies. Now, the energy is something that most people on this planet don't understand. All of us have somewhat of an understanding of our thoughts, our emotions, and our actions. Now, some more than others. Some people are really committed to going and serving. They serve through their church. They help the needy. They help the poor, the homeless. Some people are really in tune with their emotions. They have so much empathy. They're always there for people that need them. They reach out whenever they see a post. They give that a little bit of extra money. Whatever it is, they're super empathetic. They've got that heart energy. 
Um, and then some people understand their thoughts. They master their mind. They build better thought systems. They build processes for their life and they understand what it means to think. Now, those are the three common ones that we kind of understand that society in some form or fashion, they corroborate it. They, um, you know, they bless it with, with their blessing. Yes, it's good to be empathetic. Yes, it's good to have, you know, uh, the actions, you know, that are, that are service to others. Yes, it's good to think positive thoughts. Like we get kind of the surface level of these yogas. Um, I'll talk about necromancy in a second. Good question. Um, but the energies is something that we, we really in the West, we are not taught at all. This is way more Eastern mysticism understands energies more. This is when you get into spiritual sciences, uh, which, you know, is easily tied to quantum physics and, and things of that nature in our modern sciences. But ancient sciences like uh, mysticism uh, deal with energies a lot. You know, just the chakras, which, again, I was told as a child, not necessarily by my parents, but by the, the religious groups we were a part of, that chakras are evil. That's not God. Put a cross over that. That's all you need. Um, you know, and that's just kind of an archaic way to think when, when you have access to all of this knowledge and all of these energies around us and you're not wielding your own, your body produces energies and takes energies in from the ground, from the electrostatic charges around you. Um, and even from spiritual energies that we can't see at all. Um, and so, uh, one of my friends here on TikTok earlier, he did a great exercise, uh, to understand this. If you take your hand, wave it back and forth 10 times, real fast. Now stop. Can you feel the energy in your hand just kind of cycling around? Especially if you had your, if you're doing this, you can feel it cycling around. If you do this, you can feel it permeating in your fingers. But while you were doing it, you feel all these atoms in the air. And, uh, this friend of mine, he just dropped a video today on this and, um, really, really interesting because you can't see the air, right? Well, yeah, but we can, we know all the molecules in it. We know all the chemicals that make it up. We understand that. I get that. But what is it? Like, where does it, again, where does all this come from? What is that old thing where people get together and they go, uh, this is a story I heard from Sadhguru yesterday. He said, you know, all the, the people of the world got together and they said, Hey, we're like God now. We can create everything. We took clay. We animated it. We now have a life. It's intelligent. Look, we've we've created life. And God says, oh, great. Well, that's, that's interesting. And they're like, no, no, no. We don't need you anymore. You can go away. And he's like, great. Then I'm taking all the dirt with me. Get your own dirt. Get your own air. Where does this come from? You know, these are things we can't synthetically produce. Yes, we can, you know, synthetically produce oxygen and stuff like that. But again, the fabric of creation, we don't, we don't have a clue about. Kinetic energy, absolutely. So this is kind of that third part of you, what might be considered spirit. It's things unseen. It's energies unseen. And that's really what we're dealing with when we get into paranormal research. And that's the point of today's episode. I know I take a long way to get to all of this, but that's also we have hour-long podcast here. We take questions. Uh, and then I got riled up today. So, oh well. But um, So approaching paranormal research with these four yogas. And you don't have to think about them as yogas if you're not into Eastern mysticism. That's totally cool. Just think about them as your thoughts, your actions, your emotions, and your energies. And your energies.
and again, your energies that are produced just by the beating of your heart, just by the pumping of your blood. There's electromagnetic, static. There's all kinds of different energies. I'm not an expert on that, but I know enough to understand that, hey, they're there, and I need to start to learn how to balance all of these things so that my thoughts, my actions, my emotions, and my energies all collide together beautifully in unity to serve my highest good and the highest good of this community. So, uh, yes, Yalda Bayoth in uh, Gnosticism, uh, Sayi, absolutely. Um, and, and so I'm a big Gnostic too. So uh, not every single Gnostic belief do I believe uh, because they're, they're super varied, but kind of the core understanding of, you know, the knowledge, actually soaking that knowledge in. And I think Gnosticism to me does a better job than modern belief systems, faith systems do, uh, especially here in the West, because it does combine these things. It's about the renewing of your mind. It's about the actions towards your neighbors, your friends, your the, the poor in your community. It's about your heart being in alignment with the will of the Father. And it's about those energies and the gnosis of all of those. Gnosis is not just knowledge. It's not just your head. It's combining all of those things together and actually becoming a changed person, a reborn person. Uh, and it's really beautiful when you look at Gnosticism through that way. And so in a way, it has you know some of that Eastern uh, feel to it, that vibe to it. And I always said growing up you know, that Jesus sounded a lot more like um, you know, some yogi on a mountaintop than he did, uh, what I was hearing about in Bible school. You know, he wasn't this long hair, blue eye guy. You know, he was like this really mystic, uh, Eastern philosopher. And I don't know, that was just always how I viewed him and always had questions about him in Sunday school and stuff growing up and kind of thinking he was more than what we were, the picture we were painted, you know, within the church. So, that was that was an interesting thing growing up, especially as an eleven or twelve year old to have those conversations and be like, "Well, why would God this? Why would God that? Well, what are ghosts? You know, I remember having that question. Do do aliens exist? I had that question. You know, all of these questions, right? Which I still don't have the answers to, but I'm also exp I'm starting to understand that there's room for all of this to exist. It doesn't have to be one or the other. And that's a whole different mindset. That's a whole different mindset. So uh, getting into ghost hunting here, there's a few tools for ghost hunting. And I wanted to go ahead and intro these tools because um, a lot of you guys are interested in it. Uh, these are some cool technologies to have. We are going to talk about necromancy in a second. EMF meters are one thing that ghost hunters use. So those are electromagnetic frequency um, and so they're going to pick up if there's any electromagnetic frequencies in an area. Now these can pick up things like cell phones and stuff. That's why a lot of, uh, paranormal researchers, they turn off their phones and they also, uh, from what I was reading, a lot of them don't like to use the phone because you get like calls coming in and stuff like that, or you have to put it on airplane mode. Um, there's a lot of cool tools that you can plug into this phone. But again, if you don't, if they require data, then you're already kind of skewing the picture of what you're looking at paranormally. So if that makes sense, there's also thermometers, um, which are literally what they sound like, you know, what's the temperature change in an area, um, anywhere that has a huge drop in temperature, 
can often be a harbinger for spectral activity and kind of signal the incoming spectral activity. Uh, digital video cameras are a great thing to have. Um, of course, we all have digital video cameras on our phones. Uh, that's why, you know, if you put your phone on airplane mode and still can film directly to uh, the hard drive on your phone, that's a great way to capture footage, especially that's 4K high resolution that you can then zoom in on and still get good pixels on. Um, there are some better phones than the iPhone. I love the iPhone, but um, I know like Samsung has some really high-end camera technology. Um, I love my iPad. It has... Um, a lidar scanner on it and that's that's a light frequency it literally shoots out little dots of light little lasers you can't see them but it'll map it can map a desk or a room or an entire house or an entire property you can actually walk around with the ipad there's different apps you can get and just map it out hit all the corners and stuff that'll show you the layout of the entire property if you're researching a property they use similar things to this on a larger scale on uh, Skinwalker Ranch, the television show on history, um, which was where I kind of was like, oh, I've got that on my iPad. I could, you know, I can use that. Uh, so really cool stuff. Some of the newer iPhones, I think, have the LiDAR scanners on them as well. Um, and those are cool because on Skinwalker Ranch, they were able to pick up anomalies um, using this type of technology where they think maybe portals were opening up where it was after actually shifting matter around. So they're getting structures that they couldn't physically see, which is really interesting. Again, I can't prove that. I can't say, yeah, it was true or false. Uh, but to me, I find it interesting. It's certainly something worth playing with, you know, if you guys do live on a property that has paranormal activity or uh, you're interested in, in picking this up as a hobby or just learning more about it. Again, I think these videos like this, whether you're like, yeah, I want to go out and pick this up as a hobby or you're just like, hey, I, I want to know. That's interesting. Maybe it's something I'll get into later or at least I have the knowledge now and I understand the deeper level that we're talking about here. And, and you guys know I talk about that deeper level of like what's really under the surface. So... Um, let's see, uh, Troy says, uh, the creepiest experience for me is when I saw the stars going in one direction, uh, and some nights, a couple of times ships shot arcing light toward me. Interesting. Uh, whatever they looked like the stars, maybe that's crazy, man. Uh, not, not crazy. I mean, it's, I've, I've heard crazier things, but, uh, that's wild. That's wild. Um, and we, you know, we hear so many people on this channel that have had experiences like that. And I try to stay not skeptical, but, you know, neutral on this where, yes, I believe, do I believe that every TV show out there that claims to have seen these things and have all this data is real? No, absolutely not. Because it's all entertainment, right? If I were going out trying to find these things all the time and I were looking at views only, you've got to produce something every episode, right? I mean, that's just like the rule of it. If you have episodes where you turn up with nothing, which honestly is a lot of what paranormal investigators, the authentic ones, I think experience that, you know, they go out and spend nights and, and see and hear nothing, you know, um, same thing with, uh, extraterrestrial, uh, hunters or, or, you know, that want to go out and experience that it's not a hundred percent, you know, um, so these shows that, sh that show up 
in several of the shows, there's like Ghost Hunters, Ghost Adventures, The Haunted Collector, um, all of these uh, different shows. Those are just a handful of them. Those are just a handful of them. Uh, there's Conjuring Kesha now. Kesha, the the pop star, she's got her own ghost hunting show. Um, again, how much is entertainment? How much is actual experience? I don't know, and I can't tell you. And without me going out and, and interacting with this stuff, I can't tell you either. But then there's always that temptation of, you know, how much do you try to see and try to experience to entertain an audience? That's why I like what we're doing here by just talking about the ideas and the theories because it's engaging, but also I can remain neutral on it because yes, I love it. Yes, I believe in it. But at the same time, I don't believe everything I hear and see so much of what I hear and see, I think is total BS and it makes no sense and it has no basis. And it's just, I dot, dot, dot. Uh, and even when it's backed up with camera footage or something, I still question it because it's like, did you edit that? Did you superimpose it? Did you whatever? Now there's some people that are super genuine, have had these experiences. Other people have corroborated that. I totally believe those people. Uh, But at the same time, a lot of these entertainment value shows, um, what are they? I mean, I don't know. What are they experiencing? I mean, if they're really having that much data come across, where's all the scientists to study this stuff? Like where's, why do we not have a whole branch of science dedicated to this? Maybe it's because we're not supposed to understand it. Maybe because it gives us um, a better understanding of the afterlife and how we should actually live in this life. You know, I don't know. Maybe there's something in it that, you know, the system, not to get conspiratorial here, but the system, the man, doesn't really want explored a whole lot because... You know, it's dangerous. We hear that warning in, especially in the Old Testament. I've started reading the Old Testament personally as a really good document of what not to do. Um, Because if you look at Yahweh as kind of the perfect uh, trickster, that Loki type, as someone said earlier, then you end up with a questioning of like, what are all these rules and stuff for Like, don't practice necromancy. Don't practice magic. Don't, uh, do, you know, the resolving of roots or astrology or anything like that. Like, then you start to question like, well, so we're just supposed to sit here helpless. Like, is that it? Because that God wasn't giving like a real answer to the problems. Not, not that I can find in the old Testament, you had a lot of pain and suffering and a lot of atrocious acts that that God did to the people. Um, and then you flash forward to Christ. And I honestly think the reason he was crucified beyond the mission was he brought a new God, a new way, a new law, and was telling people, Hey, you've been duped. Like quit following Satan. Follow me, not follow me, but become me. Understand that the father, my father is your father. You'll do greater things than even I will. What's up, Lisa? How are you doing? Welcome. Uh, from Puerto Rico, that's what's up. Awesome. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the podcast. We're, we're talking about uh, ghost hunting, kind of a ghost hunting 101 here, uh, but getting very deep, as always. Uh, this is not just about a list of tools that you need to go out and find these things. This is about why, how, what are they, what are you? We answer those questions every day, or at least try to answer them with some sort of 
mindset. So, um, let's see. Uh, Troy asked if that's a phenomenon that anyone else has experienced. Uh, I have not personally, Troy. I've experienced some weird things as a kid that I couldn't really explain, particularly the ghost of a cat that we used to have that I would see in our garage out of the corner of my eye. Um, not to call out anyone much love to my family, but I grew up in a, a pretty cluttered environment, uh, which is probably why I'm in a mental minimalist now. And I, I don't like to have a whole lot of stuff. I like to have streamlined and Zen and that kind of thing. But I grew up in a pretty cluttered environment. And I heard some data the other day from, uh, a ghost hunter where they're talking about that, um, these entities like clutter they like to have space because they are apparitions and they're appearing in both realms they like to have clutter in this realm to be able to to find safety and cover because they're exposed you know they're not uh they're kind of between realms or stuck in a realm we don't really know but i mean obviously you don't go into a haunted house that's like has zen gardens in it and clean walls and like you know that just doesn't happen it's always these places that have a lot of decay that are returning to the earth that are have a lot of emotional charge in them which is this is why i teach and i'm learning and practicing these four yogas because that energy that emotional heart energy what a lot of these and i talked earlier about history why does the history behind these places happen well, some of these places had horrible, horrible events happen at them. You have psychiatric wards and hospitals. You have uh, places that, that had war happen around them. Uh, and, you know, all of these different battlefields and stuff are haunted. There's a ton of emotional discharge there. And I think that's the best description for it because you and I can both have emotional discharge um, by having gratitude. And that that'll manifest what you want quicker than anything gratitude praise thankfulness to the most high um when you have that negative emotional discharge that pain suffering all of those things you can ingrain that on a place yeah indiana state sanitarium absolutely sorry i'm gonna take my glasses off and scratch my eye because my allergies I've taken allergy pills today and local honey and everything. I even went to the mountains this weekend and I'm still struggling with my allergies. So, um, probably something in my house at this point. Um, I don't know our new house, what insulation was used or what, but I mean, it's new, so I can't imagine what it would be, but, um, probably just West Texas, but yeah, Indiana state sanitarium, you know, those types of places, uh, obviously won't get into the horrors that happen at those types of places, but that's an emotional discharge. That's going to ingrain reality. That's going to put, you know, again, this is all non-scientific by the way. So, um, you know, take this with a grain of salt. I'm speculating here. I'm speculating based on other speculators, based on some science, some speculation, and a lot of experience. That's where you have to when people actually experience this, that's what I look at because it's like when you have multiple people, they experience the same thing. Uh, the ghost cat Troy says is my allergies. Yeah, probably. Absolutely. 
But I mean, you know, that cat, we loved that cat and it got hit, I think got hit by a car. I can't remember, but I know it wasn't, wasn't pretty. Um, so why would that energy still be around? Well, that's, that's a good possibility. So, um, in my parents' house, this is something that I don't share a lot. I'll share it on the end of the podcast for anyone that makes it this far in a podcast. God bless you guys. We actually have a lot of people that watch the whole podcast and listen. So I'm really thankful for that. But I've always experienced really weird things in my parents' house ever since we moved in there. I remember when I was younger, we moved from a little house over on a street called Paladuro. Uh, and then we moved about six blocks to the, see, it would be the West across the park area. We lived in an older neighborhood, but a really pretty neighborhood across the park area. And then back up on top of the hill in an area called West Hills and the street we moved on to over there. Um, we moved into the house and it was beautiful, green backyard, trees, everything. Well, of course life happens and you got two kids, two boys specifically, and then my dad was a farmer, and so if you're, when you're a farmer in Iowa, you keep everything because you might need it in the winter, right? Well, my dad's had that mentality like his whole life, and God bless him. I love him to death. So, Dad, if you're listening, much love and respect. I get it. got to be ready for the winter. But that piles up, and you kind of end up with a lot of clutter over time and things that you won't let go of or can't let go of uh, or just don't have the time to go through. And so... Growing up, I experienced more of that. I experienced uh, entities that would uh, haunt me in my dreams that uh, I could feel when I walked to the back of this house. There's like a library area in the back full of books and stuff. And just, and I, you know, I still am haunted by the spaces in this house. Uh, and, and is that just emotional discharge? Is that just energy from a, a boy growing up and having? Uh, a lot of ups and downs. And, and of course, you know, I grew up as an emotional being and as a boy, you're told, you know, not to be. Um, and then I found theater and finally found a way to express that. And which has led me to here ultimately to be able to express myself online like this. And I'm really, really thankful for that. So that in and of itself helps me with a, a being a place I can discharge that energy, uh, as I seek and explore, I can do that with this community, which is really cool. Um, Twisted says some is residual energy. Some are spirits that are living a circle of emotional trauma again and again. I definitely can see that. I can definitely see that. I think a lot of times the ones that don't interact, uh, the apparitions uh, that appear and disappear are more of that ingrained energy. And then sometimes there's intelligent entities that communicate with you. Uh, that you can tell have gone through a lot of trauma. You don't see a lot of like, oh, I'm a happy ghost. I'm just here to, you know, like, you know, help you win the lottery every morning. You know, like it, you don't really see that type of experience with them. Not all the time are they angry or anything. A lot of them are looking for resolution somehow, some way. Um, well, how does all that fit into religion? You know, well, it doesn't. It breaks the bounds of most of that. I'm starting to understand more about Eastern mythologies and philosophies and their afterlife, which I'll share more of as I understand. We see in the Bible, there's a handful of places where there's a ghost. Um, of course, if you just search the Bible for ghost, you get Holy ghost, which is really convenient to, to not find anything about a ghost. 
but um there's a there's a couple of places where there's an apparition of course we're told in the bible you know not to, to necromancy is that direct communication with the dead to me what did christ say let the dead bury the dead you know follow me you know into the living um i don't know i find that more approachable than why do i want to go communicate with a dead relative well if you have something left to say make sure you say it to the people that are alive that's kind of how i see it with all respect to everyone i understand everybody experiences loss differently we've experienced loss in the family this year uh we've watched watched a lot of loss around us uh some of it uh involuntary and some of it voluntary and unfortunately um so we get into some dark places with this, but remember that you are the light. You have light within you. Your true being is light. So feed that being every day. And remember these four yogas that I talked about. You don't have to be into yoga. Yoga is not just sitting there twisting your body in a pretzel. That's only part of it. That's your, uh, your karma yoga, which is to involve yourself in an activity. But we have all these other ones. We have the mind, the heart, and especially the energy, which again is something we're not taught. We're not taught how to control the energies within our bodies. And so as I experienced stuff as a kid in my parents' house, of course I used to go explore haunted places as an adolescent. As soon as I could drive, I started going around and had some friends from my church and my brother and I would always go with them. We went to these haunted, this haunted school that was over near us and always tried to figure out, you know, can we get in? We never made it in, but uh, we did not trespass. But, uh, you know, we, we would go look and we'd see the, the swings moving when there was no wind. And, you know, this was a really creepy place. Had been sitting for, you know, 20 years or something and uh, just kind of falling apart. And the rumor was, you know, there was always some rumor about what had happened there. Then we had a place out here called Brick Plant Road where you could supposedly see apparitions, uh, spirits floating through the night, and you could see the flames coming out of the old brick plant, which wasn't in operation anymore, and it was just the ghost flame. And, you know, again, I don't know. Uh, Amarillo does have some paranormal activity. I will say that. But I haven't experienced all of it. Um, and so much of the land around here, that's where it's it's easier when you're up you know, in the Northeast or even the Northwest, uh, because you have places that have become like public places or are just unclaimed places, you know, or the city owns them. Like here, everything is privately owned, everything. And you'll, you will get unalived if you trespass. There's no, you know, they don't call enforcements you're just, you know, Texas is the people that have those signs. Like, you know, don't trespass or it'll be your last time kind of thing. So that's another good reason not to ghost hunt in Texas. But <laughs> So anyway, just, you know, approach this with love and light. Be aware you are the best. Um, you're the best dowsing rod for the energies around you. And there's a lot of cool tools lot of cool tools i'll finish this list real quick uh, digital video cameras thermographic imaging FLIR cameras i talked about earlier 
I've got a FLIR camera on my link uh, for anybody that wants to get into this. Night vision, um, audio recorders. I've got a great audio and video recorder there that has a 4K camera with a high-quality audio recording directional for anyone doing this. Ghost hunting uh, has been heavily criticized for its dismissal of the scientific method, if I can talk. Uh, no scientific study has ever been able to confirm the existence of ghosts, right? Or God, or telepathy, or psychics, or, you know, all of this stuff is like on the fringe, yet it's not as on the fringe, especially the more we get into quantum physics and start to understand all of that. So, really interesting stuff. But So, those are some of the tools of the trade. Um Paranormal research dates back to the 19th century with organizations such as the Society for Physical, uh, for Psychical Research, uh, investigating spiritual matters. Psychic researcher Harry Price published his Confessions and a Ghost Hunter, published his Confessions of a Ghost Hunter in 1936. Ghost hunting was popularized in the 2000s by television show Most Haunted, Ghost Hunters, blah, blah, blah. So we're all familiar with that, but it's been around for a long time. And in fact, even before that, I really did want to mention before all the EMF meters and all the scientific stuff, you had plenty of things like, you know, tarot cards, you had um, Ouija boards, you had psychic mediums, you had uh, different tuning forks. People did understand the frequencies uh, earlier than we like to think, you know, so there's a lot of this that it has really gone on for a long time. Do I think that there are answers? Do I think that ghosts hold answers for our life? No. I mean, if they're still stuck here, do I really want to take advice from them? Uh, I don't really ascribe to the idea that they're all demons. Um, a lot of a lot of people in the religious community say that, that there's no such thing as a ghost, it's all demons. I don't really ascribe to that, mainly because, again, what is a demon? They don't have anything better to do? I don't know. And to me... You know, certainly memories and energies can at least be ingrained, even if they're not intelligent entities. You know, we see enough evidence to know that there's something weird out there. Something weird. Can our mind play tricks on us and make stuff up because we believe it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we can we can be manipulated by our own selves to believe and see things. So... Um, so keep that in mind. Fear can make you manifest just as much as gratitude. So don't forget that fear can make you manifest just as much as gratitude. So if you guys do decide to do this, I can't tell you what to do or not do. I'm not personally going to go out tonight and go look for a ghost, but I might, I might join a team at some point that does this, that has the technology that has the skills, that has the understanding. We might even be able to document that live here. There's some TikTokers that do this, which would be really cool. Am I going to join a seance? Absolutely not. That's where you get into the necromancy. I don't, I don't need an unalived entity to tell me what to do because they're stuck. Why aren't you with God? I don't care who your God is. I'm not, I'm not giving him a name. I'm not saying the Christian God. I'm just saying, why aren't you with the creator? Why haven't you returned back to the divine energy? 
why hasn't your spirit been set free or reincarnated on another planet or this planet or whatever you believe? Why are you stuck between the realms? I don't need advice from that. Because I'm telling you guys, if, if every person that left this planet that passed away became a ghost, you couldn't walk down the street without seeing one. Uh, Annie says, if you manifest evil, that's what you will receive. Absolutely. Absolutely. So keep that in mind. As you go out in the night, take your light with you. And you don't necessarily need a flashlight to see in the dark. I love you guys. I hope you have a beautiful day. And I hope this has been an interesting study, at least. Um, I got a little riled up earlier. I had a little vacation, which did not go perfectly, and I'll tell you more about it later. My website is cubcooker, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com, cubcooker.com. We've got the .com now. You can get our merch over there. You can get my book, and you can grab Paranormal Research Gear. We have a FLIR camera on there. Um, we've got an audio-video recorder over there. And number one, don't forget, I'm about to be closing the $9 a month team membership down. It's going to go up after that. The final price will be $60 a month. I'm going to pack it with value and make it worth every penny at every price point. But you guys that are supporting me early on, extra thanks to you. And I'll make sure uh, I remember who supported me early on. I really appreciate you guys. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that. The team stands for Transcend, Elevate, Ascend, and Manifest. That's what we're doing together every single day on this show, on the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. It's been a good one. Been a good one. Go out with love and light, guys. Remember, even when there's trolls in the comments, we deal with them all the time. You are love and light. Unite those four elements of yourself. Your thoughts, your emotions, your actions, and your energies. With whatever you do, whatever research, paranormal, extraterrestrial, supernatural, it doesn't make sure you're in unity and in alignment with the will of the Father. What is that? Love others. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love the Lord your God with all your mind, your heart, and all your spirit. I love you guys. Have a beautiful day. Peace, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Later.